And yesterday I became freshly aware of a large section of evangelical academia, the theological bigwigs in the evangelical world, who are teaching uh, a wicked, blasphemous heresy in contradiction to the historic creeds, in contradiction to Augustine and other great teachers of the faith throughout the ages, and they are teaching that the Trinity is a hierarchy. Uh, as if uh, in a hierarchy in the army you have a sergeant, a corporal, and a lance corporal, or a major, a captain, and a lieutenant, or a field marshal, or a general, and a brigadier, or whatever, or Grand Prix, you have first, second, and third. This is great wickedness. They derive from that a conclusion that they depend on that for their further teaching. Women are subordinate to men uh, hierarchically. But apart from that, we need to know that as we worship God in truth, we worship God, the mystery, as has been mentioned already, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is God. The Father is not the Son and not the Holy Spirit. The Son is God. The Son is not the Father and the Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is not the Father and not the Son. It is one God in three persons. It's a great mystery. It's beyond comprehension. Um, but we worship Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. And to try and reduce the Trinity to a hierarchy is outrageous. And there is a hierarchy in heaven. And, and Jesus demonstrated, he says, the top of the pinnacle in heaven is like this little child. And as it said in the earlier prayer meeting, unless we become as a little child, we shall not see the kingdom. So let's worship the King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. That's me. I'm watching over you. And he made it very clear that it was a confirmation of that word in Isaiah 40 that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. This last year, since the beginning of the year, has been a time of stripping away of my having to relinquish things, give things to God, release them, relinquish them, including dreams relationships, my son who's going back to England, precious, precious things. My relationship with Fiasek, the Lord said, break the soul ties, let him go. That's a 42-year relationship. This is not superficial stuff, and I've been absolutely broken. The sword of sadness and sorrow has pierced my soul. I was feeling terrible on Thursday. I went to St. Mary's to teach, and suddenly I heard the crowned eagle, but not up in the sky. And I said to my girls, hold on, 
I had no shoes on because that's my teaching style, ran outside. The crowned eagle was perched in a dead tree right outside my classroom. I have never seen a crowned eagle sitting in a tree and calling. And the Lord was saying to me, I'm not there, I'm here. And since then, my depression has lifted. So for all of those of you who may suffer similar things, he's here. He's here. He's here. Whose names are written in the book of life. To God, the judge over all. To the spirits of righteous people made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. We have come to the blood of sprinkling, the blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel speaks of terror and horror. The blood of Abel speaks of the unspeakable. It speaks of a brother murdering a brother. It speaks of hatred. It speaks of unrighteousness. And the blood of Abel cries out for justice. The blood of Abel cries out for that unspeakable act. For there to be consequence and for judgment. The blood of Abel cries out that sin must be punished. The blood of Abel cries out that the wages of sin is death. The blood of Abel cries out that the soul that sins must die. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The blood of the sacrifice of atonement, the blood of the Lamb, speaks of redemption. Whereby we are purchased back. Custody was temporarily in the hands of the Prince of Darkness. And we were captives. in the kingdom of darkness and he had custody of our souls. The master of darkness, the master of sin, the author of lies, of deceit, of violence. To our horror we find within ourselves violence and deceit and lies. And the blood of Abel cries out for the price to be paid and the price is death And the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, of the sacrifice of atonement cries out and says the price has been paid. The shed blood is evidence of death. And the price has been paid. The ransom note has been delivered. 
We have been redeemed. We have been purchased back. And in that purchase, in that redemption, the price that was against our name, the debt that was against our name was forgiven. And we have forgiveness of sin in the shed blood of the Lamb, the sacrifice of atonement. And so our sins are forgiven. And we have been bought. And we no longer belong to the evil one. We no longer belong to the kingdom of the evil one. We have been bought. And having been bought, he looked at our estate, he looked at our condition, stained with sin. To the depths of our being stained with sin. And the blood of the Lamb washes and washes and cleanses and purifies and sanctifies and washes and cleanses and purifies until we are whiter than snow. Cleanse me, O Lord, and I shall be clean. And indeed, He has cleansed us and we are clean. Whiter than snow. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. And so we are cleansed. And having bought us and having cleansed us, he took us out of the darkness and he brought us into where he lives. And in him, he lives in unapproachable, unspeakable, unimaginable light. In him there is no darkness at all. The brilliance of his presence it banishes darkness and into his presence we are brought. And we are brought into the kingdom of light. We are translated from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. And we are slaves no longer to sin, but we are slaves to righteousness. As we have been taken from a kingdom of darkness for, to which we no longer belong, and now we belong to a kingdom of light. And we are slaves to righteousness delivered from the compulsion to sin. The compulsion has been broken. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are slaves to righteousness. Amen. The blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, speaks a better word. The blood of Passover speaks a better word. The blood of Passover applied to the lintels of our lives means the destroyer has no hold on us and has no claim on us. The destroyer can only pass over. As, as we are protected by the blood applied to the lintels, to the doorposts of our lives, to the comings and goings of our lives, the blood of Jesus applied means the destroyer may not touch us. We may see destruction to our left, we may see destruction to our right, but the blood of Jesus declares that you are mine and death may not touch you. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of the covenant speaks a better word. A covenant was cut in the body of Christ. And the shed blood is evidence of the broken body of the Christ. And in the covenant, the Father declares, you are mine and I am yours. And the Son declares, you are mine and I am yours. And the Spirit declares, you are mine and I am yours.
father declares, you are my sons and my daughters. The son declares, you are my bride. The father and the son declare, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Use these keys. What you open shall be opened. What you close shall be closed. What you bind shall be bound. What you loose shall be loosed. If you curse, it shall be cursed. If you bless, it shall be blessed. If you forgive, it is forgiven. If you withhold your forgiveness, it is not. The blood of the covenant speaks of the incredible. It speaks of the awesome. It speaks of a state of being where we are his treasured possession. We are his holy people, a called out bunch. And the blood of Jesus sets us apart. We are sanctified and we are consecrated and set apart to be a holy nation. Priests and kings to declare the praises of him. Who called us out of darkness. Priests and kings to hold out the word of life to a dark and depraved generation around us. And the father looks at his children, and the son looks at his bride, and they say, you are our treasured possession. You are our treasured possession. And we declare, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are our treasured possession. There is no other we have been bought. We belong to no other cause. We belong to no other passion. Nothing else has any hold on our lives. We belong to him. We are his and he is ours. Jesus says, everything the Father has is mine. And Jesus says, I give you authority to use my name. Go out there and live in my name and speak in my name. And it is to my glory that you ask the Father and that the Father shall give you whatever you ask for. And so go out there in the name of Jesus. And ask the Father. And he shall give you whatever it is that you ask for. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The Father says, unless you obey my command, you do not love me. My command is this, that you believe in my Son, Jesus Christ, and that you love each other. For indeed, this covenant means that our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit and with the saints who are in the land. And the blood of Jesus declares that we are free from sin and that we should put to death the works of sin. The blood of Jesus declares that we will have fellowship. Sin would separate and divide, and the blood of Jesus says that sin is removed. John says you do know that He came to remove sin. He did not just come to forgive sin. Elsewhere it is written, Behold, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And so we are called to put to death daily every irritation, and every, every thought of violence, and every thought of hostility, and every thought of deceit. And to submit to the blood of the Lamb, the blood of atonement, the blood of Passover, the blood of covenant. And to put together every host, put to death every hostility, and to enjoy fellowship with one another. It is a covenant of love.
And so it is that we are called to live lives of love. So, you who are hungry, come. And come to food for your souls. Help us come. Home group, would you come? And would the hungry come? In Jesus' name. Amen.